0: Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Business. I'm Mr. Clean, host with Hitman.
1: This is the Hitman here. Today we have a very, very special episode. We are going to talk about Anton's daddy. Well, not his daddy. The big boss man. Big Barbara Rogers. The boss. My daddy. My daddy. Ray Trailer. Ray Trailer? Yeah, Ray Trailer. Yeah. I'll be honest, people. Bossman has been like a 50-50 guy for me. Again, as, you know, as a worker. I have always respected him. But and I'll say this from now. When I first saw Bossman, he wasn't the bossman that Anton uh Anton knew when he first watched him. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put it out put it right out. i want to put it out there. So if I sound like I'm a bit like off, bit on, off, on, off, you'll know why. So big Bossman. Again, you forget, you know. I forget that he I forget that he's no longer here no more, Anton. Mm. 2004,
0: yeah, yeah, he was that's... during that time for there was a lot of people dying like 2003, 2004, and not are Like Hawk, yeah. Mr. Perfect, uh, that Miss Elizabeth, yeah, uh, yeah, Bulldog was just the year before, but it's like that sort of time was... span, yeah, like the uh, early 2000s, there was a lot mm. of deaths in a short like period, and he was one of them. It's like, yeah, it's
1: really sad. And even when I look at it now, the guy was 41. Mm. that's not it. Bless, bless him, but that's nothing. Nothing. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe, you know, again, I know we're kind of starting kind of backwards to go forwards, but you know, he was born what, 1963? Yeah. Died to, yeah, 41. So yeah, just for his 41 birthday. But again, the guy, you know, I think the guy had a he had a good career for what he probably thought he would. So I I'll put it this way. It's you know, uh, to me, Boss Man, the Guardian Angel, I don't know him <laughs> again.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so your first introduction to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that The spell. Guardian
1: Angel, is what, what I first knew him as. but yeah, mm. Big Boss Man, Guardian Angel, uh born uh, May the second, nineteen sixty-three, Ray Washington Trailer. Listen, and I didn't actually realize that he was a legitimate corrections officer. I was, mm. I thought it was like a work. I, 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 you know what I mean, I didn't realize it was actual. No, legitimate. I think yeah,
0: yeah, because I mean that wasn't his original gimmick, was it? Like he wasn't in no. the WWF, but. I think that's yeah, like where Vince would pick up on. So, okay, they, they actually have had some sort of history. Mm. Let's let's play. Yeah, let's let's because that was a completely fresh character that he that was developed in the WWF. It wasn't yeah. like he carried over that gimmick. So it's like obviously, yeah, you know, Vince must have thought, oh, he was a corrections officer. Yeah, let's call you the big boss man. Make you a <laughs> <laughs> like a corrections officer in WWF. Mm. But yeah, yeah, see, it was a real life corrections officer.
1: Well. You know, I I always kind of ask, you know, what was your first memory, and we you know we can kind of go from there. What was your first memory of the the big bossman for you?
0: So I could, I I remember his um, it would it would have been on a Saturday Night's main event in in 1990. I'm trying to think if he actually did face. I'm not sure if he faced. I don't think he faced Ted DiBiase, but he got jumped by Ted DiBiase and Virgil. I think oh. that's yeah. It was a rematch with Arkeem from WrestleMania six. So I mean I. It would have been April 1990, because I remember this. I think I've probably talked about one of my, like, I was scattered at that point when it when I first started watching WWF, like, catching little bits, not watching full shows, just flicking channels. You see a little bit of this and that. So I knew it was around WrestleMania 6 was was happening, like, it was in in the Sky TV guide and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actually, like, my first actual memory of actually seeing the big boss man would have been on the Saturday night's main event, where he fought Arkeem in a rematch. He beat him, and then, the bo- then Ted Bios and Virgil jumped him. And they're, yeah. and they're, beat, they're beating him up and they tried to handcuff him and he you know, he only managed to get loose and get his nightstick Aye. and run him off so it's like i think that's i liked him then yeah like I, he was my second favorite wrestler as in like yeah when i first started watching wwf and i'm choosing my favorites i chose hacksaw jim duggan as my favorite wrestler and then like big boss man was number two awesome. so that's yeah that early 1990 i saw him then and obviously so i i'd missed him being a heel I caught him already as a just-turned-babyface. Like, I didn't see the babyface turn. He'd already turned face. Oh, okay. Like, a few months before, when I started watching him.
1: Well, I was going to say, like... in So, again, like you said, you saw him in 1990. Obviously, yeah. Later, obviously. But I've seen, retrospectively, a lot of his WCW, or, I'd say, Jim, C- Jim Crockett work, mm. NWA work. Have you seen uh, in- a lot of work that he did back then? So, obviously, when he was a Jim Cornette, The Bodyguard... Yeah.
0: Like I haven't seen, cause I don't think he did. He wrestled much, did he? I know he wrestled yeah. like in the UWF yeah, as Big Bubba Rogers, but I think in, in NWA it's like he would have wrestled matches, but a lot of it was as a bodyguard for Jim Cornette. So it was like, I've seen the, what's the uh scaffold match
1: <laughs> where, where, yeah.
0: he's, where he was going to catch Jim Cornette and he missed him. Yep. I've, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen some bits of him from like, yeah. And, and the, I'd read about it first. And I've, I've seen the footage where they like, where he really, uh, Made, main impact with Dusty Rose smashed the chair over his head when he was Big Bubble oh, Rogers. Yeah. That was one of the yeah. things that kind of like, yeah, I helped, and he just sort of stood there with, with the chair wrapped right around his head, and it's like, it, like no sold it kind of thing. But that, <laughs> that was one thing that set him off. Didn't,
1: hmm? didn't I, I remember seeing that in East W
0: like later down the line or something? I, I think they this. also did it in WCW with uh, Meng. Harku. That's it,
1: Meng. That's it. Yeah, yeah. As well.
0: yeah, yeah. They re, they redid that angle where they smashed yeah. the chair over his head, like this wooden chair, and all the slats go out, and it's just hooked around his head, and he's just looking at you like, oh my god. He's <laughs> like invincible. Yeah.
1: Well again. From again seeing so obviously, like I said, you saw him 1990 as a face. Yeah. Seeing the okay, seeing parts of his early work, did you think that oh this guy has something, or it's just like okay, another big guy, or yeah,
0: he's alright. I mean, obviously, I was already attached to him straight away, like because I I gravitate to him. I thought, yeah, like I really liked him. I liked his character. Mm-hmm. And I, and I like, yeah, and I did think, like, obviously, you're not, you're not so into, like, all the ring work and studying, yeah, like, the, the wrestling at the time, but he was really good, like, for a, a big man, he moved really quick, he had some really good moves, you know what I mean, like, the boss man slam was a nice, nice move, but he would do, like, little, like, slide out of the rope, so you'd have, you know, you'd have him over there, you know, when you choke him on the ropes, like, face, they're laying across the ropes, face first, and you yep. choke, and then you do the leg thing across the end, and so, like, he would slide under the bottom rope, give him that, that uppercut, he had really good punches, like he had lots of yeah, and he's just that speed, you know. He'd like he'd be really quick at stuff. Uh, he was he was very mobile, and for a big oh, guy. Yeah. He, and the thing is, like obviously, I saw him as a face, and he slimmed down a bit. He was still, know, yeah, he's still a big guy, but he would slim down from what he was because then you start like through videotapes. I would watch older stuff of him, so I'd watch SummerSlam '88 where he fought Coco Beware mm. as the, as a heel big boss man, and he, and he was massive. He was oh, huge. Yeah. He'd he'd lost like he dropped a lot of weight as a baby to come just before he became babyface. But mm-hmm. As a babyface, yeah, he dropped. He dropped a lot, but he was like even then, like he did a top rope splat, like he could move. You see him oh, right yeah. against uh, the Hogan. Rockets. Yeah, the match with Hogan, like in because these are the ones I would have seen like around that time. Obviously, I've, I've seen him as a babyface. He's my favorite wrestler, a second favorite wrestler. Yeah, but I'm watching old tapes and realize like I even saw him fighting Hacksaw <laughs> at Royal Rumble 90 as a heel. Mm. I'm like, oh no, my two favorites. But then <laughs> I also saw like old like a Saturday Night's Main Event, best of Saturday Night's Main Event VHS, which had the match it showed you to build like the because um, that's the thing again for looking through magazines as well like you'd learn because i'd seen him uh, in hulk hogan's corner for SummerSlam 90 yeah but not and then you realize oh he was actually like a, an enemy of hulk hogan he beat him up on like the brother love show battering him with the night oh, stick yeah. and you know like that yeah. cage match so i saw the cage match from saturday night's main event on a on a that VH. was, that that was uh, for, i mean for its time yeah with that oh, superplex, yeah. that was massive Ooh. and they really sold it like it is like the match is over like how can you, yeah, like now we get that spot all the time, but Superplex uh, and, you know, and off the cage, it was just so dramatic. It's like they, the match did came to a careful. standstill. Yeah. Yeah. And it literally just like stopped the match. Yeah. And they're on commentary, they're talking about like, how can the match continue at this point? And it did continue, but that that was a really good match for the WWF title. Because Hogan had regained it from Randy Savage. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that stuff, like he was, he really came across like a brutal, like, so, yeah, you watch the retrospectively, but he was like a dangerous hill. Like he's part of the Twin Towers with Arkeem. Mm. And and they were like yeah you know, up against the mega powers. Very you know
1: I, you know what I actually like those matches I actually did mm. I like those matches. But like you said I, I think with Bossman which really okay, I think what attracted me to Bossman watching obviously respectfully from that point was more. He was so big but you say he was so agile. But the yeah. thing is you have to believe him. But the thing is knowing what I know now he was a, he actually was a legit criminal officer. So it's like, okay makes sense now. But I thought, mm. man, this guy he plays it well, he knows what to say, knows how like, to fit the nightstick and everything. He's like, he's good. Mm. But for me, he's selling. I know, okay. He's not. okay. People are gonna say, he, you know, he's not a Ricky Dragon Steamboat, or he's not like a um who is it? Uh the Number Express was the one again. Uh I apologize, people. Ricky Morton Ricky Morton. He ain't no Ricky Morton, but you know what? Big boss man, he can sell.
0: Oh, he and yeah, and for a big like he would fly yeah. around, and yeah, like flick yeah. his head back. It's like he wasn't uh yeah. yeah he could he really did sell. and It's like and he took big bumps for a big guy as well. Mm. You yeah, know, like when Hogan slams him and stuff like that, he went up. You yeah, know, like he really took a big. It, it he he did yeah. He's he's selling and he's ring work. I think yeah, and for that time frame and for somebody of his size, like generally big guys didn't wrestle like that.
1: No, he was a, he was ahead of his time really. You know what, people? I can honestly say, I can say it now, I can admit now, that yes, I think part of me did kind of copy the Rock's kind of selling for quite a while, <laughs> but part of it also was Big Boss Man. Mm. I, I used see him get stunned in there, I see him get beat up by Hogan, you know, stand up beat him up in and in everything. I'm like, yeah, this guy, for a big guy, he can sell. He mm. makes it look like, oh, dead. Yeah, so and
0: Yeah, and he did get, him- fr- like, as a face, he got sympathy as well. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, you did sympathize with him when he's in there with Earthquake and people like that. And, you know, like, and I remember, again, we're, we're jumping here, we'll go for it properly, but stuff like the mounty yeah. like, shocks, st- yeah, you know, like, you did, the way he would sell, and now beating him up. Like, you, he did get sympathy with, oh, yeah. his, with his selling. Hmm. Like, yeah, you know, he did get you sort of, like, yeah, you know, rooting for him and feeling hmm. for him, even though he's a big guy.
1: Oh, yeah. I think, again, I think we, when we look at championships, when we look at accomplishments, we don't think, oh, yeah, you know, but Boston won a lot. But one one thing I will say though, I didn't even realize he was UWF. world, world heavyweight champion. I didn't realize that mm. he was. Yeah, yeah. I, I, In between, like his I, run with WWF. Yeah. Mm. I and again, this, for someone like me, again, me obviously, you know, we we love wrestling. When it comes to you know championships, your history, sort of thing, we we like to think that we're pretty decent. I didn't know this. Yeah. I, did he win it from I, the one man gang? Yep. And lose
0: it to Doctor Death. Was that?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember it,
0: re- yeah, I remember reading that in the magazines years
1: years yeah. ago. Yeah, I remember people, you know, the, the guy who would team up with down the line sort of mm-hmm. thing. Well, I mean, I admit, I haven't seen that match in anything, but from the reports I've seen, apparently it was a good match. Mm. I think it's I, I would not be surprised. But he's like eight, uh, what was it? UWF mm-hmm. 1987, uh, headweight champion, held for three months, pretty decent run, had matches with Michael Hayes. Barry Wyndham, Doctor Death, Doctor Death, Doctor Death, De- De- Steve Williams beat him uh, after three months and everything. Uh, apparently, again, I know he had matches against Road Warriors. I've, I've seen, I've seen a few of those, but that was more um, WCW. Mm. But again, I didn't realize that he had like three WCW matches with Nikita Koloff and Road Wars. I didn't realize
0: that. Well, he'd actually started off as like a, as a jobber, like as a preliminary yeah. guy, but he was a big guy, and I think. I, I read that it was like Dusty Rose was impressed with how he took Tully Blanchard's slingshot suplex, and mm. that made him think, "Oh, we yeah, we can do something with him." And then they gave him the big Bubba Rogers gimmick, and yeah. like made him a bodyguard, and he would take like some some bumps every now and then. He would have the chair thing, you know. It's like Dusty yeah. sort of took him as a project, yeah. Because I think it was Dusty who smashed the chair over his head. It was his big it Bubba. Was. So yeah, it's like he yeah he saw him as a bit of a project, like mm. that we can do more with him rather than just yeah. having him like be a yeah a guy who loses like the preliminary preliminary no.
1: matches. Well, I was, I was, again, and I, I, I apologize to people, you know, kind of going back and forth, but forgive forgive me for this. Again, it's, it's our show, but also it's about Bossman. You know, mm. it's our memory. Well, he joined, what, WWF in 88? Yeah. Hmm, okay. So, because, again, I know, I remember seeing him with Slick. Yeah. I him, but that was when he was a, a heel, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it, was, it wasn't too long before SummerSlam 88. I think it's when no, he joined. I, like he might have joined yeah. around June or July, something like that. Because if SummerSlam, yeah. I think he was still quite new, but he was managed by Slick. Yeah. I mean, I love Slick. Mm, I love it. Yeah, Slick was good. <laughs> Slick was underrated Is, as, as a manager. Yeah. Like he wasn't. A, he wasn't an accomplished manager in a way. He was one of the ones that was just there, yeah, but he was. He was good. I like so entertaining.
1: You know what? And people are gonna say, "Oh, because he's black." It's not even because he's no. black, but it's always say The guy knows how to talk. Mm-hmm. Certain, yeah. 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 He. He had a style about him. He had a style. He just—he knew. It was, it he was a the
0: doctor of style.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I used to always say like it was him, and down the line, it's like his he, he surrogate son, which is a bit stupid. Obviously, this guy's holding him. Teddy Long basically took, took basically took on the role because mm. if you look at it, like you know Teddy Long, really kind of reminds me a lot of him. Yeah, a lot, but it just obviously less hair and everything. But it's like he kind of has the same kind of groove. Bit but you know, the, I, I he, was, I he was a
0: good man because that's the thing. And he would take a lot of, like, you know, he would get the take the beatings and stuff. Oh, yeah, from these guys it's just well, meanwhile, he wasn't as accomplished. He wasn't one of the ones who tended to manage champions. No, he wasn't. He was it, like, you know, it's Bobby Heen and Jimmy Hart were the main sort of successful managers, like Slick, Mr. Fuji. Generally, I know Fuji had like demolition for a while, but it's like mm. they generally weren't seen as like the upper echelon of the managers. But Fair I think it's... Slick was really good, and he had some. Know, the... he managed some good people, but then sometimes he wasn't given the like top people to manage either. It was almost <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but he did yeah, you know, he did good. He complimented people that he managed like Boss Man. Oh yeah, Aaron Glory and yeah, Warlord. But Boss Man mm-hmm. yeah, he he was he was good with the Boss Man.
1: Hmm. Well, because I think sorry, other people um. You are right, actually. Again, he did debut before SummerSlam. He beat Coco Beware Yeah, at the first one. Uh, we talked about the angle, obviously, when he beat up Hogan.
0: On the Bravo Love show.
1: Yep. And, again, like I said, I knew he formed the Twin Towers and everything. Mm. And I'll be honest, eh, I think I came to kind of appreciate him down the line. But, like, uh, when one-man game was like, Akeem, I was like, nah. I mean, yeah,
0: it's obviously it was goofy and it was, it, they say it, I think Bruce Pritchard's, deni- Bruce Pritchard's denied it, but obviously it was a, it was a mock of yeah, Dusty Rhodes. Of course like, it was, yeah, yeah, but it, it's to me like, you know, obviously I knew him first as Arkeem because I uh, started uh, watching yeah. in 1990 and he was already Arkeem. So I knew yeah. Arkeem, the African dream. And then you find out, oh, one man gang and Arkeem are like the same person. Yeah, yeah, like because I, I I'd seen some old videos of, like Survivor Series '87 or whatever, and you'd see the one man gang or WrestleMania Four. Mm. But the funny thing is, like, don't you think that would have that would have felt like a better team? Like it's it's fit yeah. more like a, ga- a gang yeah. member with a like a yeah. crooked cop in a way. Like yeah, like just it, it yeah. seems like that was a better fit, really, like perfect fit for the boss man and and gang to be like aligned.
1: Because for for me, I I never understood why is this goofy hippie idiot with a with a with a, with a crooked cop. Mm. I, I, suppose, I suppose whether do they consider him a
0: crooked I mean, he obviously he is because he's beating people yeah. up when he shouldn't be beaten. Like, yeah, you know, he's like <laughs> abuser yeah, what do they call it, yeah. um, police he's brutality. Yeah. yeah, police brutality because he was, he would, at that time, as a heel, after he won matches, he would handcuff him to the ropes and beat him up with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, it's like that's out of order. <laughs> like, you're not, you're, yeah. you're putting him under, even if you put him under the ropes, only he hit him with the stick. No. But that was his I, thing. So, yeah, so he was kind of like, you know, when he turns face, it was almost like, I'm not a crooked cop, I'm not on the take and stuff like that. But, as a or he was a he was a a dirty a dirty cop,
1: and I I think what one thing with bossman I saw is think obviously from the police perspective, I was thought police hate hippies. I was thought again, I could, I could be wrong, but from what I saw from from the sixties and the seventies and everything, I was thought the police hate hippies and hippies hate the police. So I thought, why is this kind I mean, of? I was he was he hippie though? I mean, he, he was. I don't know. He was no, he was he was, I, a, he was pretending I, to be African,
0: wasn't he? And it's yeah, like I, talking jive and
1: yeah.
0: That was his thing. I don't think he was a hippie, as such. He's like he's just coming out with the hand movements, and you know, like because Dusty Rhodes would do it. That's that's where it's like you can't say it wasn't a parody of Dusty Rhodes, because Dusty would do the, no, you know, the, flip flop and fly, and the hands, you know, like the hand movements and stuff, and he would do all of that, just talking and and doing that, and putting on an accent and talking, yeah, like moving his hands all the time and his arms, like in a in a in a, yeah, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it just it was so, totally parody. But I don't think he's supposed to be a hippie, as such, because he had like African sort of costume, didn't he? Like the hat. Oh yeah, yeah the yeah you you know what the oh yeah the, the, yeah it but it's like
1: he's thing yeah I think You yeah. see the thing with with Dusty mm. I was I could be wrong I always thought basically that Dusty was like a hippie playing a black man that's what I always what it was <laughs> it was like this weird kind of like cool it's like soul
0: white. isn't it it's like soul it's soul like man a, yeah a white, yeah like a white man with with a soul, white soul man kind of thing. yeah yeah
1: white, white soul man where it's
0: like yeah talking like almost like a preacher because
1: what's oh, the, yeah. uh, yeah, was um oh, I'm trying to think who the because a lot of people it, it, like... off... it called? I know he took it partly off Ali, but then Ali took it off.
0: Uh... Well, Ali took off like Gorgeous George, but he weren't talking about yeah. like that. I think just showmanship. But there was there was a wrestler already in um oh, I'm trying to think it was it. What? I can't remember the name of it of him now, but a lot of, like like he did. Yeah, he did. He he. It's like almost like Dusty kind of like took his rap like his style. Yeah. I mean, even Billy Graham though as well yeah. would talk. Like oh, yeah, really fast, and yeah, with a certain sort of manner. So, I think, yeah, a lot of them sort of like would talk like that. Oh, in the yeah, these 80s, Dusty, yeah, but that it was a mock of, of Dusty,
1: of course, it was, yeah. For, uh, de- de- no matter yeah. what people, it was a mock,
0: it, yeah, it group, was a mockery of Dusty.
1: You could say, oh, it wasn't, but we, we, we could see it for ourselves, it was, yeah, so yeah, I mean, even the thing
0: well, like the, Af- the African dream instead of the, the American dream, dream. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, stupid. But like you said, I think for, in terms of the group, one man gang. And Bossman, much better. But again, it was what it was. And again... It worked. Again,
0: yeah. As the Twin Towers, it still worked.
1: Me, oh, yeah. For me, like I said, I saw him as one-man gang first before I saw him as team. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so I was, I was reversed. Like, Yeah. So I was like, one-man gang? I was like, who's that? I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, well, he's team? I was like, oh, yeah. No, I didn't know that. I mean, as I said, I didn't know that at all. So, but um, I think, like you say, as a team, and I think for me personally, I kept thinking... Did he win ta- again? I know, he you know, we're not going to go too far forward, but I thought you got this big crooked cop, you got this fat hippie man playing, 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 being a black man. I'm sure these and they go they what they, put, they what six foot two, six foot three, six foot four, big, two hundred fifty pounds, three hundred pounds, stop, three hundred pound guys. I'm sure they won to tactical the tactic Nope, no,
0: they fought demolition. And, they were feuding yep, with the them. Thing. Yeah, they did. They ne- yeah, they never won.
1: But for me, I'm surprised because, like you said, we knew the WF title didn't change often. We knew that. Right. Mm. The inner counter title, yeah, a little bit. The tag titles, yes. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, half finish, I had it for a little while. You know,
0: you had. Um, uh... Yeah, also at the time when it, when they were going for it, the Brain Busters won it from Demolition and lost yeah. it back didn't they? So It's like that. That's the thing. They didn't, I mean, that changed quite quickly in 89. Like once Demolition had held it for over a year when they finally lost to Brain Busters, then they mm. won it back from the Brain Busters quite quickly. Then they lost it again to Andre and Haku. Yeah, but I think yeah, that's that would have been the time frame for them to win it when they were feuding with demolition around like summer of '89. Yeah, because I think yeah, WrestleMania Five, they they beat the Rockets Yeah, Twin Tower. I mean that that was uh, and again like when I say like yeah, sort of ahead of time, there's a there's a move like uh, Shawn Michaels went for like a top rope almost like Hurricane Rana, mm. Bossman caught him and power bombed him. It's like you didn't see mm. that in 1989 WWF. No. But, yeah, like some really, like, I, I, that was, I thought that was a good match, that one. Nice, short and sweet. I mean, a clothesline that Arkeem gave to Shawn Michaels as well. Oh, yeah. At yeah, the yeah. end of That's it. Cool. And then, yeah, and then they beat the Rockers. So it's like, mm. they'd already, I mean, they based off a boss man attacking Hogan, they'd had the feud with the Mega Powers. Mm. And that went in, like, through to like Survivor Series 88. They were opposing teams. And they, had, they were part of the angle where Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan split up, the Mega Powers.
1: I was going to say that. Was was on the main it. event. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. involved them, in it,
0: as well? Yeah, because I think had the Royal Rumble 89 as well. I mean, this is the thing. This is where it always felt like Hogan's, uh, it's like boss man and Arkema eliminated him. All right, he's his enemy, but they eliminated him fair. They yeah. double teamed him and chucked him out. That's the Royal Rumble. And then he pulls yeah. boss man out and like battering him with like a was like a stereo or something in the yeah. aisle. He's <laughs> like, oh, I was like, oh my God, yeah. it's like bash right over the head, like that. So he really like battered the boss man. Uh, so that was like their mm-hmm. feud continued. Then they had the main event in February. Mm. Where Savage like uh, was
1: chucked out of the ring and land on Elizabeth. I'm not gonna lie to you. And people are gonna say, "Oh, I'm, I'm only saying this because obviously what's happened, obviously later in life for Hogan." Even this time, you saw the sleaze in isn't Hogan did. I mean, that's one of the things I didn't like him for. He, he felt yeah. like but cheesy, but also a man's wife. And it... her away, it's like yeah, so you left. It's like why. I, I just felt like, yeah, he's presented as like this ultimate
0: hero. It's like, but he's not very heroic. Like, he's a sore loser. If he gets chucked yeah. out and, like rumbles, he pulls people out. Yep. It's like, <laughs> like, that's sore loser. Like you say, stuff with Ray. Like, he would beat up Sherry. Yep. So it's like, you're beating up a woman. Yep. And, he, got- and he would cheat. Yeah, you know, he'd rape people in the eyes. He'd do all the like cheating stuff. So like, I didn't think, he, and he was like a whiner to me, like when, he, when things don't go his way. That was one reason yeah. I didn't like him. I didn't think he was that heroic. Or he's successful. He's beaten people up most of the time. But he, yeah, he, he he didn't strike a chord with me. Because
1: again, I, I know it's about Bossman, but you know what's going to keep in his bit. Well, this is one of his big rivals in the early days, the Hulkster. For me, for me, again, I, I again, I'm not saying that Bossman deserves to beat Hogan. I'm not saying that.
0: No. but I think I think I the me- I think they should the Twin Towers should have beat the Mega Powers there though. For sure, for sure. Uh, how bad that look? You know, like Randy still having dissension. Randy Savage walks off, and Hogan still beats them both yeah it wouldn't have, yeah like that's the thing where you feel like that wouldn't have killed them off like okay it's mm-hmm. two on one it's these two giants your big enemies savages turned his back on you they pinned him they pinned hogan You're, oh yeah or at least can i but don't let hogan come in and just take the two of them out yeah stupid but that's, stupid. yeah i mean that's yeah that was the thing it's like so that that don't help him, does it it's like yeah future tag team champions no <laughs> like, i don't have the <laughs> mega powers but still hulk hogan can deal with them just one or, like one person against
1: two but remember what you said, it's Hulk Hogan. Nobody mm-hmm. needs
0: Hulk. Hogan. Like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, I- best thing they could have done is probably a count out or something like that. Because they yeah. the argument at ringside and they get counted out. So at least you put yeah, you, you kind of protect the twin towers for the future. If they're yeah. like if they're going on like to potentially fight demolition, stuff like that, you you'd want them to yeah, Because they, they do come they came across like a monster hill team, the size of them, oh, how yeah. dangerous they'd been and how boss man had battered Hogan and stuff. It's like keep them, keep them strong. Hogan's got his own thing going on with Savage. No one's going to think any less of Hogan if there's a count out or whatever. Mm. But it just, yeah, I mean, so even even way back then, there was a little bit of like, okay, t- like teams aren't going to be, yeah, like yeah, when it comes if you if you go up against Hulk Hogan, he's gonna he's gonna deal with you. Oh yeah, you're finished. You're, you're two on one, even. Tag team specialists, mm. be damned.
1: <laughs> I think. You know, looking at the team, obviously he didn't he didn't win the tag team titles with Akeem, which is unfortunate. Um, but like you said, we now go into the period. Basically, he like said he became a face. He turned mm-hmm. face. He had an issue with Tendaby asking I Think. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you do you remember his song at the time?
0: Hard times. Yeah. Yeah, because originally he was coming out to Slicks, Jive Soul, bro like yeah. that <laughs> a jazz soul, bro a jazz soul, bro and you never get nothing in the end and that was the, that was his music origin and it yeah then they had the hard times and that's nothing like yeah that i loved about him if you ever take a trip down to Cobb county georgia and he would come running down the aisle like
1: oh yeah mm,
0: it's like the little the, the opening riffing if you mm. ever take a trip and he's like i'm running down the, with a twirl in the night
1: stick and stuff Yeah, it's brilliant music. You'll be serving hard times. One thing I will say is people talk about how wrestling music back in the day was cheesy. I'll be honest. I would rather that air quotes cheesy music than the garbage after the day with nothing. Everything sounds the same. It's just moody. At least with Bosman songs and Hogan songs and Savage and everything. It's like there was a catch to it. Hogan maybe not so much, but I mean. It was, was, a, yeah,
0: yeah, it wouldn't come out with that. Mm. Everyone just jumped up. It was, I mean, that's the thing. It was like, you could, you knew everybody's kept... music.
1: Yeah, and everybody
0: yeah. was distinctive. It just, yeah, like now yeah. sometimes you have to, who's that? Oh, it's him. Or it's her. Like you don't, like for me, sometimes I'll... I don't register straight away.
1: I'll be honest. If a, if a theme song came on today, if I don't personally know them, I'm, I'm lost. I, I don't know. Mm. I mean, look, I couldn't even tell you Gunther's music. And I, I mean, he's there every week. Mm. I know Roman, because he's Roman. I know Aegis yeah. tells just about. But even with
0: Roman, like sometimes, like if your damage control come on, it's like uh, oh, like you have to twitch a little because that little oh Hah.
1: yeah, <laughs> like, it's like yeah. oh yeah,
0: now, that's damage control. <laughs> this is Roman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can tell the difference if you're really like tuned in properly, but sometimes you just oh yeah, it, and it, it takes you a second to to realise oh that's who that is. Yeah, like, who who's
1: this? Okay, okay, yeah, fine. But I was gonna say, like, he wasn't million dollar champion, was he? No,
0: he didn't He didn't feud with him for that belt. I mean, it's, no, no. I think yeah. he, well, what it was is Jake the Snake had taken the million dollar belt. Yes. He'd taken is. it from D.B. and he put it in the snake bag. Yeah. So then D.B. pays Slick to get the boss man to retrieve the belt. It's like, yeah, like, mm. he's basically like, yeah, get the police, get the police to get his belt back. So boss man does. He beats up Jake, handcuffs him, gets the bag, brings the bag to the brother love show to give it to D.B. Mm. Then he realizes that Slick has taken a payoff to do it. And then he's like, I'm not on, yeah, like I'm not on the take. I don't take bribes and stuff. And then he refused. And then client says to him about, like, you're just scared. I think you're just scared like, to take the, the belt out of the bag. And then Bossman does, goes in with a snake, brings the belt out, but it's like, I'm still not going to give it to you. And he goes and gives it back to Jake. Yes. And then then he has that issue with, so it's like now him and DBRC are rivals. And then he has these, so he's now split up with Slick, which means he's also split up with Arkeem. Yep. And, and had the match at WrestleMania 6. But just before the match, so DiBiase defended the belt against Jake the Snake and he won by counter, so he retained his million-dollar belt, but he stayed mm-hmm. ringside. And he, like, because I, I remember that? that, like, big surprise, because you just didn't think of it. So boss man's coming down the aisle, like, he's on the cart, gets off the cart, he's about to come in the ring, and DiBiase just come out from under the ring and clotheslined him and batted him on the yeah. ring, body slam, really beat him up at ringside. And then he's like, now he's got to fight Arkeem. Yeah. But he still, like, he rebounded quickly, beat Arkeem, put him away with a Bossman slam.
1: How bad yeah. is that for a keeper? I
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's a quick match, very quick. Even though, even though Bossman's been bad, he's like, take your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like you out.
1: But you I think for Bossman, again, he victory at WrestleMania, which is good, obviously. Mm. But again, again, I know people are gonna say, oh, you know, it's kind of shifting back, and, back and forth, and everything. Kenny I've all said, was a great wrestler. Mm. I love his work. I think great promo guy and everything. But like you said, I think. You don't realise, basically, like I said, when you put him with certain people, like I said, bossman. Mm. I didn't realise how good he actually was. I didn't realise how good, good he was. I think because I, I saw a lot of his later stuff, so I was kind of like jaded a little bit, but I think going back and kind of watch, again, I've seen this stuff. Mm. So I kind of think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, like, he, he was good. Mm. And even later, even now he was good, but obviously he was older. He was a bit older. And when I want to say older, I don't mean like an old man, people. I think he was more, he was beat down. Mm. More beat down, but yeah. I think, uh, What's the chord? Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I think, like you said, he had the, he had the, he had much of a keem everything. And remind me, what was his kind of role for SummerSlam again? Remind me, he, he was a Hogan, wasn't it? Was he a Hogan or yeah, two, yeah,
0: two jobs in the end. So I mean, over the like after WrestleMania, he was he was shooting with D.B.R.C. And they had vignettes and stuff where D.B.R.C. would be going to like his hometown and trying to like lack of his name. But they never yeah, actually that... had like a they had a there's a I think on one of the super tapes, one of the VHSs like super tape or four, something like that. You had a Boss mm. Man vs. DBRC match, but they never had a proper like back then. You didn't always get blow-offs to of the feuds on pay-per-view because you would have expected mm. that possibly to be the match at SummerSlam. Yes. DBRC and Boss Man, but it wasn't. So Boss Man originally was going to be—I'm not sure. So in, in the end, he had two roles. Then he, he replaced Tugboat as being in Hulk Hogan's corner against Earthquake because that, they put it. yeah they put Tugboat out of action and then Boss Man stepped in to be in Hogan's corner. But also he refereed Jake the Snake and Bad News Brown. Oh, yeah, probably that on the yeah. same show. So like, yeah, two he had two like jobs. He didn't wrestle a match, but he had two
1: sort of roles on the show. Hopefully he got double payday for that, but probably. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but see, at this time, we, so he obviously he he was a good guy. So he wasn't basically a crooked cop anymore, no in in essence. No, so that th- that thing
0: with DiBiase, the angle, he's like he's making a point, like I'm not, a yeah, you know, I, I don't take bribes. I'm not crooked cops. It's like I, yeah, you know, I do what's right for justice, kind of thing. So that was yeah. his, like his stance, and that's why he rejected Dibiase, and then became a good guy because of it.
1: Mm. But the thing for me, again, I know it's Hulk Hogan here, I think, but what, what, what was his, uh, what was it, what was the comeuppance? Well? What, 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 what good could have come from being Hogan's friend? Oh, but was that's there, was, there was no acknowledgement oh, sure. of it. Yeah, no,
0: there was no like. It's just like again, he's a good guy, and he's like stands up for what's right. So it's like, uh-huh. Topo can't be there. So it's like, I'm going to be in Hogan's corner. It's like, I, it was one of those things it was like, let's just sweep under the carpet. The fact that he was really nasty to Hulk Hogan years ago and, and beat the crap out of him <laughs> on the Brother Love show. And, you know, like yeah. really horrible stuff, handcuff him and batter him with a nightstick. It's like now he's, now he's, he's a nice guy. He's Hogan's mate.
1: Yeah.
0: With no like, you know, no acknowledgement of, like, all right, we had our problems, but yeah, I apologize. Yeah, it's like it's literally like, What's okay, nice? let's pretend yeah. it never happened. Like a year ago, no, we weren't, we weren't feuding in cages and for that. Those were the little sort of like inconsistencies. But it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now he's a good guy. He fights for justice. Let's slap him with Hulk Hogan. Which, yeah, I mean it's good for his his standing. Oh yeah. He did like the promo, the backstage promo at SummerSlam 90 with Hogan and yeah, when Hogan's talking about justice and yeah, the Blah. all of that stuff. It was yeah, and, and he had, I mean, at the end of the match after Hogan won by counter against Earthquake, and Earthquake came back and carried on attacking him, had him up in the choke, boss man hit him with it, it weren't a proper chair, it must have like a store, some sort of thing. He hit an yeah. earthquake with a couple times these massive like scratches across his back. Mm. Oh, it's brutal, like like shots. They weren't it weren't a chair. It's like a stepladder or something. He not a normal chair. And he's just bad yeah. like, oh, it's like still so sick. Do you reckon uh, he knew about it? Like, ah, uh, just maybe. I don't know to like light earthquake, just you can see him wincing as he turns around like to stare at the bossman down the and the bossman gets the nightstick out, starts twirling it, and then they back off. But I mean, mm. yeah, they were they were some vicious oh. Shots, but that was good for him, like being you know basically rubbing shoulders again with the oh, main, yeah, and you know, Hulk Hogan and and being standing up against Earthquake, it was the top hill.
1: Mm. I think, I think for me, I think from this point, I think again, from the from a lot of footage that I've seen from Bosman, a lot of it would have been from like this point onwards, so it would have been like when you were basically uh feuding with Bobby Heenan, yeah. This, I, I, I mean, I did love this sort of stuff <laughs> as a kid, and yeah. obviously. Again, I think because for me, like I said, obviously, I knew him as, as a corrupt cop in it. Mm. I knew basically as a corrupt cop in everything, it, and it's like, well, this is when apparently he was a good guy. And it's like, okay, well, even if because I think what was it wasn't, Bobby he was basically what, basically, like what Customs Bum in it. So, you know, I think Bobby he didn't cussing his mum to me was very respectful. And obviously, as we know back in the day, Antony, even now, but more back in the day, people literally would, they would shoot you, shoot you, stab you, crush you with a car if they could. Basically, if you cursed them, I was like, you can say anything about their dad, but say it's <laughs> about my
0: <someone's> mum. <laughs> I remember that. It's cool. You said my mum. You said my mum. It's like, you didn't even have to say it. You just said your mum. It wasn't even like, yeah. your mum is this or your mum is that. It's like, <laughs> your mum. You said my mum. It. <laughs> it's like, bam. <laughs> that, was, that was the easy way to start a fight at school. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, you'd always hear, it's like, your mum. Sometimes it'd be, like, your mum is this. But it's always like, your mum. What? Will you said my mum. <laughs> like, That's Bam. bam, bam fight breaks out.
1: And the thing for me is like, okay, I know boss, I, obviously I know boss man, you know, big boss man's obviously, a, you know, uh, a cop in there, thing But my thing is, okay, now's the testing. Go on, let's see what I'm doing. Let's see, mm. go on. But it's like, it sounds bad, but it's like, I'm kind of on Bobby Heenan's side, but but I, but I shouldn't be. It's like, okay, you're a cop and everything, you're, you're supposed to be this good guy. Let's see if you're going to be let's see if you're going to hurt him. Go on. Mm. Your job basically, but again, it, it sounds bad as a kid, you're thinking your job's basically to protect us. But if someone causes you, does what they're going to do, you can't do anything back to them. Which is, a, which is a bit twisted in a way.
0: I mean, the thing is, he was still like, even <laughs> though he's a good guy, he's still a bit nasty. I mean, he used to handcuff people to the ropes, even as a good guy. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> like, what have they done to you? You just wrestled them, you beat them, and you handcuff them yeah. to the ropes. Like, what, what have they done? And threaten them with the a yeah. stick. It's like, what have <laughs> they done? They just wrestled <laughs> like, you, they're athletes. Like, why are you abusing people? So there's still a little element of like bullying going oh, on. Yeah. But it was that was his thing wasn't it, it was his trademark to handcuff them. Oh, because yeah. at one point, he used to like drop the ball and chain on people. Yeah, he did. And drop it in their belly. He did that with yep. like, yeah, we well, did a brother love at one point as well as a face. And he did like that, that feud with Bobby Heenan. So he'd, he just started happening on commentary. Where he starts just making insane insults about his mum, mm. And then boss man, he was Bobby Heenan used to commentate with Grilla Monsoon on wrestling. Ch- I think it was with Vince that week though. Yeah. He was or either on superstars or wrestling. I think it might be been superstars. Either Vince was filling in for Gorilla Monsoon or Bobby Heenan was filling in on superstar. I think it might be wrestling challenge. Oh. But basically, he like he's boss man's coming up for his match, and he comes up to the commentary area, and he's like, "You've been saying stuff about my mama," and then he grabbed him, like pulled him down to ringside, handcuffed him to the railing, did his match, and then he's like threatening, he leaves him there, and all these other wrestlers are coming by, like tugboats coming by, making fun of him. Power and glory are trying to help him like get loose, and then eventually, like at the end of the show, Rick Rude comes down in his tracksuit, yep, and he's like, "Yeah, where's the boss man? Where's the boss man at?" <laughs> That going is like that started the feud. Bobby Heenan like, but it's like Bossman and Rude was supposed mm. to be the main the main feud of it with Bobby Heenan like instigating it.
1: Yeah, I personally I think that would have been a good match.
0: I think it would have been. Yeah, I mean that the thing is that that went nowhere because Rick Rude left the WWF. Yeah. So because I remember watching. So that's the thing. This is now at the point when this happens when I'm now watching it weekly. So I've seen this, yeah, this thing where boss man handcuffed him to the railings and Rick Rude's out there. And then like, so Rick Rude is now saying it was, it was me. I told him to say that stuff. So what are you going to do? Kind of thing. Like, it's me, me. You want to like, you yeah, know, come, come and fight with me. It's almost like Rick Rude being the hero. and he's like, stand up, he's like, <laughs> I'm the one. Yeah. Like, yeah, come and fight me. Uh, but then not too long after that. He just had a round, like, one of those updates, like, WWF update, and it's, like, they're saying about, oh, uh, Rick Rue's been suspended because of the comments about his mom. It's just, like, uh, it's such a weak, like, cover-up for him, like, having contract issues and leaving. It's, man. like, oh, he's been, like, Rick Rue's now been, like, sus- indefinitely suspended because of saying bad things about Bossman's mom, and Bobby Heena now has to, like, wrestle the Boss Man.
1: How weak is that, though?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a weak cover, because I remember, like, at the time, I didn't know I just were. What? He's, he's been suspended for it now. It's, like it's been going on for weeks, and all of a sudden they yeah. decided, right, well, we're going to suspend you now for, for insults. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I mean, that's the because originally the Survivor Series team was yeah. bo- Boss Man was on Hogan's team, the Hulkamaniacs. It's going to be Hogan, yeah. Boss Man, Tugboat, Hacksaw against the natural disasters Earthquake, Dino Bravo, Rick Rude, and Barbarian. Mm. So it's like, yeah, that's how they used to match up in the Survivor Series. Like Boss Man and Rick Rude are fighting to their they're on opposite teams. But then Rick Rude obviously was gone. So they put Haku in his place at the Survivor Series. That's mm. like his replacement part of the Heenan family. So then it became more about boss man's feud with the Heenan family rather than yeah. like, yeah, he's not one specific, not specifically feuding with Barbarian Haku or Mr. Perfect or any other like that. It's like Rick Rude. It's now Bobby Heenan and, and anyone that rep- he represents.
1: Because I think looking at it, I thought originally thought it was him and Perfect. Because Like I said, I even forgot, again... That's kind of when they
0: that. went to as like the main sort of like finale yeah. of it. Mm.
1: I forgot even about the Rick Rude stuff until on New Year's. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Mm. I forgot. Yeah, that's where forgot, it all yeah. began. And it was more like it's a, it's a feud between Bossman and Rude rather mm. than like Boss Man going after all the Heenan family. That's how it became. It's almost like, okay, I'm going to go through the Heenan family until I get to you kind of thing. Because yeah. then it, like, he, he, beat, he pinned Haku during the Survivor Series match. And then he had yeah. a, a match with the Barbarian one-on-one at Royal Rumble in 91. And and he, and he won that one. He mm-hmm. beat the Barbarian. Um, then, so at that, that point, really, it, all Bobby's got For is Mr. Hogan, perfect.
1: Hogan. Mr. Perfect, yeah,
0: Mr. yeah, Mr. And he'd already fought Mr. Perfect like as um, on a main event. That's it, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I think I don't think Perfect had regained the Continental belt at that point. It was no. a very short match, and I think Bossman might have got counted out because Heenan like came down to ringside or something, like, and he chased him off. So it's like they had a little mini match then. But then mm. after he beat the Barbarian, it's like, okay, now he's going to challenge Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental belt at WrestleMania 7. At the time, mm. did you think he was going to win? I did think he might, yeah.
1: And I think is, me, I'll get I've, I've seen the match, I've seen, you know, the build-up and everything. Mm. You think going into it, my course, is Boston's actually going to beat Perfect?
0: I did think, yeah. I mean, he like, I thought it was a very good chance he was going to beat him. Yeah. Because yeah, I did I did go in it and obviously he was like I say was, Mr. Perfect was my favourite bad guy. So like I had brackets <laughs> then. You had favorite yeah. wrestler like my favourite wrestler was Hackswell Jim Duggan, second favourite big boss man, in a second category that like I had my favorite bad guys and Mr. Perfect was my favourite bad guy, so I liked them both. Going in, but obviously yeah, I was hoping to see boss man get his get his championship.
1: You know what? I I know we said this before, but I'll say it one last time and then we'll bring up again. If you got DQ'd, you should lose the belt. You should. Mm. In, in boxing, if you got dq again, very rarely, but it's like if a boxer got DQ'd and they're the world champion, they would lose the title. Yeah. And you'd lose it. You, you wouldn't retain by DQ. You wouldn't. Mm. So to me, I was like, again, I never understood this mindset of okay, I could just go to the match, get myself DQ, and retain the title. So I, I don't get that. Mm. The whole point basically is like if you lose in any way that you lose, you lose the title. That's it. Yeah. So the whole point is you don't lose. But mm. like, obviously it's wrestling, and it kind of obviously it makes it more fun for the heels and everything. But it kind of like well, eh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a draw. It was a story like a device, wasn't it? Sad drama.
1: Because in a way, isn't isn't it more of an, an advantage to the heel? Basically, where the, yeah. the heel doesn't have to lose. It's like well, you can beat yeah. me down, beat me down, beat me down. But you know, all I've got to do is roll out to the outside. Yeah, 10, Hey, I'm one.
0: They didn't tend to use like very uh, few. Seem to use, like really abuse it. Like Honky Tonk Man was one to abuse it. Oh gosh! Uh, like he would walk walk out on matches and stuff and get counted out, or yeah, like save himself. Sergeant Slaughter yeah. was saying about it when he was WWF champion about how he might intentionally get counted out, or disqualified, so you don't win the title. Um, yeah. then like late years, like Money Inc. would start using the like, oh yeah, walking out, get counted out. It's like people would now like okay, we understand because a lot of times like you would see back then like people would win a match and it's like oh yeah, oh no, he's not going to get the belt, you know, like they're celebrating like they think they've won the title. Yeah. And then it's like, and then the commentator's like, oh, titles don't change hands on a, a countout disqualification. And then the referee snatches the back of off them, baby faces or heels, both like, yeah, it's like they don't know the rules. <laughs> they think they've they've won a match, they won
1: the title. Well, look, look, I, I, again, people, it's not me stumbling because I can't talk. It's me stumbling on the stupidity of this person. Luke's Lex Luger, love you, mate, but you're a moron. Oh, yeah. Some, some, some 93 That was one of the worst. He, he celebrated as if literally he just, he literally. I not go that far. Mm. He beat the hell out of Yokozuna. He pinned him one two three. Basically broke the broke the ring in half. And yep, he's a champion. He conquered, mate. Like, you didn't win.
0: The thing for him, though, he wasn't even thinking that he's won the title. He didn't, like, give me the belt. He just like, yeah, just celebrate me now. <laughs> like, my count out win. It don't matter that I ain't got the championship. Like, yeah. And he's up on the shoulders, balloons. And he's like, at least think, oh, damn, I forgot. I can't win my count yeah. out. Like, he's, yeah.
1: <laughs> Bless him. But it's like, again, I think that's probably the most ridiculous celebration I've seen. I'll be honest.
0: That did, yeah, yeah, that did look silly, like, to, to go to that extent for a, like, like you didn't even try to win the title, you yeah. just knocked him out and left him there, like, and you then you didn't is. even think, like, yeah, you weren't even thinking, oh, okay, like, yeah, wins are wins, like, you just think, like, for the title, you're just thinking, yeah, that's all right, That'd do.
1: <laughs> but you know what, maybe he was thinking, well, you know, I beat him, so yeah, I, I won a title, did
0: <laughs> yeah. but you'd think then, it, like, he's looking for, We never looked for the belt, he never, like, like, never had any concern about no one giving me the belt. Like, because yeah, like what (laughs) I mean is, like, if you thought to yourself, like, okay, like, I didn't realize that loophole, it's like, okay, where's where's the belt? Like, take the belt, and it's like, no, no, titles can't change hands on the count. Yeah, like, ah, it's like he's not bothered. It's like, yeah, dude, (laughs) he's up there with the flag. He's like, yay, yay, I've won.
1: Well, he did, what is it? He, he, he was a good guy that you know, he won. Well, it's not about winning titles, but winning for America, isn't it? That's what it was, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but. Unfortunately, we see um, he didn't win. Obviously, well, technically DQ in it. It was a DQ. Yeah, I mean sure. that,
0: that one. He, yeah, because he was like he had had perfect in trouble. He had Andre the Giant come out during yep. during the match because Bobby Heenan like been hitting the Boss Man on the floor and stuff behind the referee's back, and Andre mm-hmm. came down to ringside. He'd, he'd left Bobby Heenan the year before, mm-hmm. and then then he whacked Mister Perfect with the belt. Because Mr. Perf is like, he took the intercolonial belt and Mr. Perf's like, hey, this is my belt. And he just smacked him with the belt. He went <laughs> flying backwards. And I think Bossman was going to pin him off of that. And then all of a sudden, you had mm-hmm. Barbarian Haku rushing and just start beating up the Bossman, causing disqualification. And then Bossman sort of fired back. Andre helped him by tripping outside the ring. And then he sort of, they cleared off.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was it. So he got to celebrate, but he didn't win the belt.
1: Again, an- another Luger moment. personally. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's okay, not his he yeah, fault there, was there because, like, he was it back, was he back. back.
0: No, because he could. Yeah, it's end, end of the day, like he's. Yeah, I think the big satisfaction for him would have been taking the belt off of a Heenan family member as well. But mm. it's like that kind of like that. He didn't really get sort of proper justice. No, from it, but that was the end of the Bobby Heenan feud. Like, okay, yeah, well, we're done now. <laughs> like, I tried to get your belt. <laughs> I didn't get it. Leave it. Now, now I'm going <laughs> after. The, now I'm going after the Mountie.
1: I admit, I, I actually found it was quite funny. <laughs> I found it quite funny because I was thinking, wait, so it's an American cop versus a Canadian cop. Yeah. And it's like, well, again, I'm only saying well, I, well, I was thinking back then, the Canadian cop's are not gonna win. Because mm. obviously you always hear about you know the American cops in nuts for their guns and everything, their police brutality and everything. And obviously, I'd known you you'd known Big Bossman basically to be a nutcase where he just handcuffs people, he just does what he wants. And I thought, Well, what's the worst what's the most what's the worst mighty can do? Shockstick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, to we honest, I was thinking, well, what's the worst he can do? Mm.
0: He, but... did have, he did have the cattle prod. That's Because there was yeah. an incident we talked, I talked about earlier, like with um, Boss had just won a match against like one of the, the prelims, the jobbers, squash mm. match. And then the Nasty Boys rushed in the ring and started battering him. because they were managed by Jimmy Hart as well. Like the Mountie and Nasty Boys managed by Jimmy Hart, they were battering him and they handcuffed him to the ropes. And then Mounty's like swaggering down the aisle, and he had the cow prod, and he's like saying, telling the boss man, "I'm the only law and order." And then he's like zapping him with the cow prod.
1: Anyway, that's worse. To be fair, that's worse. Yeah, that's and normal. he le-
0: left him sort of like, like hung up in the ropes, like zapped. And I remember yeah. watching it, thinking, Yeah, where's the Legion of Doom?" <laughs> because it's like, they're the enemies, and nasty <laughs> boys. Like, I want the boss man to get saved, but no one, yeah. came, no one came to his aid. He just stayed there, getting zapped, and he's just like laying there, all like, ugh. Been wrecked and the Mountie left him laying. What
1: did you think of that to match itself? I
0: thought it was a good match. It was, yeah, it was. It was an entertaining match. I mean, it's quite um because Mounty kicked out of the Boss Man Slam. Yeah, which that felt like quite a big a big thing. It felt like yeah, like the stakes because they put the stakes like basically the loser has to go spend the night in jail. The jailhouse yeah. match. So I thought, yeah, I thought it was a decent match. And it's like, yeah, it did feel like there's some stakes involved. So it's like next level Mounty kicks out of the finisher, which is rare. Mm. And then in the end he got beat with like an Alabama slam. It wasn't called it back then. When he's trying to pull drive no. the boss man. And the boss man sort of like yeah, flung him down and he got the pin.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, yeah, I thought I, I thought that summer that was a good summer slam. I mean, obviously, like it wasn't the best match on the show because you had Mr. Perfect Bret Hart, but I thought it was a good match. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, I'll be honest. Here's where you come into it. What happened after this? Because for me, it's like a complete kind of blank. I, I don't really know too much about what. Okay, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, me not seeing it at the time, I wouldn't have known that think Obviously, seeing retrospectively, there wasn't much for me to kind of go on from this point onwards. So no, I mean that, can... that
0: was the end of him and like the Mountie. So the Mountie, like yeah. they did the vignette, like the little segments of him being like fingerprinted and stuff like that. So that, yeah. But that was like that's the end of them two. Boss Man has dealt with the the the, the Mountie. He's done. Mm-hmm. Next, he was he was going into a feud with IRS. So like now, IRS is saying about uh, like he's been cheating on his taxes. He's like a corrupt. He had yeah. taking bribes and all that stuff. So it's like that yeah. was his that was his next feud. That didn't really again Tim to like DBS. He didn't get a, like a big high profile payoff because they they were on opposite teams at Survivor series. Because mm-hmm. originally that team was going to be Sid, Sid Boss Man leading the oh, team. Yeah. Against yeah. Jake, Jake the Snake, IRS, Natural Disasters, and then obviously Sid Tory's bicep or tricep. Mm. And then like Randy Savage was going to take the place and then they did the thing with the snake. So it's like it became a three-on-three Survivor Series. And I think Bossman got eliminated by Irwin's case. That like is Irwin Arshaster's, IRS's briefcase. Got hit with the case yeah. and then he came back out like when IRS was trying to walk away. And then forced him to go back in the ring, and he got beat by the Legion of Doom. So it was like that's that seemed to be the end of, of them, really. Because then, not long after that, IRS went into teaming with Teddy as Money Incorporated. Yeah, that's true. And then that kind of just dropped that feud. And mm. then I think from there, he didn't really have any any actual feud for a while, because really he got F- like feud to feud. F- melts. Yeah, but that wasn't the until F-
1: was that was that down the line? Where down the line as well.
0: A little bit later, yeah. Because this, I mean, the thing with IRS kind of ended like November, December. He, no, was in the, know, yeah. he was in the Royal Rumble '92, the one like for the title. Yeah, uh, he had a little bit of a confrontation with like Ric Flair, like a bit of a one-on-one briefly, and then like he eliminated himself. And he went for like a like a crossbody, and went over oh. and like, hung his neck up on the on the rope. Yeah, so that, and then it wasn't until like summer, like almost like of well, no, I think maybe May, May or June, because he wrestled WrestleMania Eight. He was just in like an eight-man tag. Yeah, remember that one. And then. So it's like you had no actual feud going on, and then yeah. then you started just after WrestleMania. They started playing like um, vignettes of from a prison with with Nels' voice, like saying about like yeah, he was abused, and I'm coming when I, I'm out soon, and when I come out, I'm coming for you, Boss Man. So it was like they were playing that for a while, and then he then Nels sort of after what, uh, another squash match, Boss Man had won. All of a sudden, you see like coming running through the crowd in an orange jumpsuit, <laughs> Nels. <laughs> this guy, was, I mean, because you'd had like, yeah, you'd hear it over the loudspeaker and stuff like that. Someone's coming. So it's like all oh, the suspense, like someone's coming for the boss man, and all of a sudden he just come running in with his orange like, jumpsuit, came in the ring, took the boss man's nightstick and just beat him out. And was, like, if at, for that time, it felt like a really brutal assault, mm. like yeah, on his knee and everything like that. It's really like, and then they, so he really like battered him. He beat him up really bad, and then they show like in the magazine and then put it on like on TV, like him all bruised and like yeah, really horrific beating. he might might not come back because of it and then then after that the
1: beating hmm? was that bad
0: was it like an easter week sort of beating or just like i mean no for for his time it felt like quite quite graphic like i mean there's no blood there was no but it was like he was really like clumped him in the knee like clipped, you know like kneecapped him with the nightstick and was choking him with it and really battering him heavy like beating him down with with the nightstick Mm. i mean to be fair it's not much different from what bossman had done to hogan (laughs) <laughs> it just felt a bit more brutal, you know, like it just did feel brutal. Um, And, and the way they played it off, you know, like Boss Man's gone now, like off TV. Yeah. Like Hulk, Hulk Hogan, I think when he was getting battered on the Brother Love show, he got back up, lifted the railing and chased him off with the railing. So it's like, <laughs> there's the difference there. It's like Boss Man sold it like it's a, like a killer beaten. And it felt sinister. Mm. But it's like this is 1992. Yeah. Yeah, so it was still quite like yeah. I mean, obviously we'd had some big angles like Undertaker put Warren in the coffin, Snake biting Randy Savage and stuff, but you didn't get such brutal like really vicious angles mm. all the time. So for its time, it felt like yeah, it was quite dramatic. Like he, oh uh, yeah, maybe Boss Man like I say he's off TV, like he's out of action. Is he going to come back? But and nails was like yeah presents this really dangerous, scary guy. Oh yeah, out and yeah beat Virgil at SummerSlam. Mm. So he, he was gone for a little while. And then he like came on Super. So it's like he had a, one of those podium interviews with Mean Gene on Superstars. And he's, and this is one of the rare times, like he said the word ass. He said, yeah, about like, yeah, about whether he's going to come out. He said, but I am going to like, and now I'm kicking your ass. And he didn't like, boom, <laughs> played his music and he went off. So it's like, he is yeah. coming back. He's coming for now. So they had the, the nightstick match at Survivor Series. Which what do you think watch. of that
1: match? Mm,
0: it was weird. weird. It yeah. felt very abrupt. <laughs> It, yeah, yeah, and it, and it almost like he felt like he dispatched of Nels quite quite easy compared. Yeah, like the way it all been built up. Mm. Like yeah, in the end he just sort of dealt with him quite easy. Nels got the night like he got the night stick down, but Nels got it off him, hit him a few times, and then ooh, like bam, boss man slam one two three.
1: Thing is, it's it's a weird one of Nels because like, I remember him again. I very I remember I, I'll be honest. I remember very brief. What is that, people? It's not, it's not editing, it's just going, we're live, pal, we're live. I remember Nels for, for a very brief amount of time. And like I said, I remember him being like this weird psychopath killer sort of guy. And it's just like, he was there and then, come on. And that was it. Obviously, I know he had the instant face of a man, which is why, yeah, but, but it was like, at this time, did you expect like, you know, Nels really to be like, I won't say much too, too much, I won't say like a killer, but more, he destroyed Bossman. Bossman come up for revenge, couldn't do it. But did you expect maybe another match, and then Bossman did it after
0: that? And yeah, then maybe-, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, because I, I wasn't thinking like that back then. You know, like how we think now about, oh, he's not going to win it too soon; it's going to go to WrestleMania or stuff like that. He did feel like a threat to the Bossman. Like, yeah, it's dangerous—a dangerous match for him. Like, would it, will the Bossman be able to win? And I think just before it, I got a feeling they'd already like done the tease with the Undertaker. Uh, I think it might have been just before Survivor Series, where like nails was still in the ring and undertaker Mm -hmm. came out for his match and had a stare down just like you're already sort of basically setting up his next feud Mm. i think it was before i mean it may have been just after the boss man match but i for some reason i feel like it might have been just before okay like a little bit of a hint that this is what's to come um but yeah so i mean obviously once the boss man feud was over he was gonna would have gone into a feud with the undertaker as well but but then he had the stuff with vince mcmahon and then he was gone just vanished (laughs)
1: good job
0: Nels <laughs> <laughs> but it did yeah it did feel like an abrupt like boss man sort of dispatch of him easier than I expected the way he'd like been beaten up by him and Nels was coming across as this really dangerous guy mm. I could have yeah I could have seen like Nels winning the first one and it going on a bit longer yeah maybe a maybe a cage match you yeah? know like a jail match sort of thing between yeah. the two of them but I don't think they had like plans for it to go too too long because like I said they were already setting up for Nels and Undertaker before he had the incident yeah. with Vince mm.
1: Hmm. Straight. I mean, it's, it's 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 a strange one because, like you say, after that it was practically done. After that, isn't it? I think it was. 18, yeah. 93, 93 rumble. Uh, bam, bam. Yeah, bam, bam. Thank it
0: you. Match, I mean, that that did feel like okay. That's like kind of his. Yeah, because like Bam Bam's the new big man and yeah, very agile big man. It's like yeah, it's like it's almost like he takes out the the other big man. It mm. did feel like that, almost like a passing of the guard type thing. That hmm. match at Royal Rumble '93, and then after that, like Bossman wasn't involved in WrestleMania. He was no. still, he might have still been around. He was definitely like still in the in the lead up. To, I don't know if he was, because I think he still like did appearances for WWF in '93 before he went to WCW. Okay. Even like a uh, referee and stuff. I think he refereed a match with Bret Hart and like Jeff and Trout, yeah. And, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. No, he no. was he was doing like little appearances, and I think he'd had matches with like Razor and Doink around like the oh. early '93. So he was still a bit. It was like he. He, sort of they're phasing him down mm. and then uh, yeah sort of by the end of the end of the year towards the end of the year he'd gone to WCW as the boss
1: <laughs> oh boy I will say this people this will be the end of part this This is what we're going to do in two pits yeah this is part one for sure because the WW bit Ah, oh, I've got a lot of fun a lot <laughs> of criticism a lot of guardian angel type pants all that sort of stuff big uh big, big Bubba. shows big baba being destroyed this fake NWO group and everything I got a lot to talk about for, for this one but no I think this first I think this first part's gone very very well I enjoyed it and I'll say people I look forward to the, the next part Mr Clean as always we are the business let's talk business on Facebook uh Mr Clean Anton Green Gabriel Hitman Myers on Facebook and Instagram Mr. Clean, we are out of here.